fellow inertial observers. I am here with a man who goes by many names, um, three of which I just gave him. I am here with Mr. Papa Dot, a.k.a. the Dot product of the streets, a.k.a. Mr. Take Your Curl. But many of you may know him as the Andrew dot 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 Dotson. So, um, the first thing I want to do here at Physics After Hours, which is what we usually do, uh, is we ask our very, very special guest to kind of tell us a bit about themselves, what they do, mostly in, the, like, in their line of research and, you know, and maybe a couple of their hobbies. Okay, so, uh, yeah, my name's Andrew Dotson. I make YouTube videos on physics. I'm a grad student at NMSU for theoretical nuclear physics. Uh, I'm not quite sure how much to go. I'm, I mean, we're we're going to be doing this for the next seven hours, so we've got plenty of time. To, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get wow. too deep into the, the research stuff too quickly. But, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, doing yeah. QCD research. Um, I'm going into my – finishing up my second year. Just trying to make it through. This is my last semester of classes, man. I can't oh, wait for this damn. to be done. Wow. Yeah, no. So, I mean, that's a big thing. Um, so, but you've taken your quals, right? So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So quals, did you explain on your podcast or on your uh, kind of live streams what quals were? So for us, we have uh, two iterations of it. We have one that is kind of a lie, I think. Okay. It's, it's pitched at, at this like a... Uh, it's a qualifying exam to make sure everyone comes into grad school with roughly the same universal not like you all know more or less the same stuff. Right. And it, it covers your your quantum, your E&M, classical mechanics and statistical mechanics. But it's it's so much harder than undergrad, I thought anyways. Like for E&M, what do you think of when you think of an E&M wow. qualifying exam for like mm-hmm. what every undergrad student physics should know for E&M? What comes to mind? Um, what comes to mind for every like, in, and this is on the level of like qualifying exam. Yeah, I think I think if you can know Griffiths back to front, that's good enough. Like, sure. Yeah, without looking it up. But like, um, oh, you mean like what, what are some big topics in E and M for undergrad? That's like, no matter where you went, everyone should have covered this. Oh yeah, thing. Uh, I mean electrostatics, magnetostatics. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, not. I mean, definitely yeah, not. Like Biot-Savart, yeah, Gauss's exactly. law, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The question one of the qualifying exam one was like for under the undergrad level was like, calculate matrix elements of the polarizability oh, tensor. Oh, like, that is literally Jackson. I mean, you're he... digging deep for that one. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's Perfect. the one that I most recently took, and I, I got the PhD pass for that. There's three tiers that you can pass at. You can get oh. the PhD pass, so you're allowed to pursue a PhD. Damn. Master's pass, which means you could do a master's, or you can take it again to try to get the PhD pass, or uh, you could just not pass, which is which not is, ideal. Which is what, um, what? Andrew does. And, not you, but in your video, Andrew, the one who got the 55, right? In the, like, the... Um, Remember when you you have the Gaussian there, the curve on your video, oh. like your most famous one. You, <laughs> so I thought you were talking about someone in, in our department because there's two Andrews in our department. Oh, oh. It's like how do you know about him? Was that like a jab but, uh, at him or something? Like was that video a jab at that I was Andrew? Like, Man, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. But yeah, so there's that exam. That one's all done. I passed that. Next, after all the PhD graduate level courses are done, we have our comprehensive, hmm. which is the same thing but harder. And there's an oral. Really? So you have. Yeah kind of two of them 
you get yep. one so they can see how like how like oh should we respect them and then you have like another one that is okay now yeah. it's time to take the training wheels off and we give you uh you know some waveguide dynamics that you know we're gonna make you want to kill yourself that's good yeah stuff. it's weird man like anything in jackson is more or less fair game anything? it's like dude no, what oh. it's very it's it's gonna be very stressful that's in the summer uh, uh you you will you will do well everybody everybody so um none of us here probably in this chat believe in um the power of good wishes but everybody wish him well okay um and thoughts and prayers please yes please thoughts and that prayers that does things <laughs> okay so um for some new viewers that are here um the uh all of you in the live chat are encouraged to ask questions and i know this sounds um kind of silly to say but if you are asking a question please put a question mark at the end uh because i can't read a whole thing uh and decide whether or not it's uh it's a question and somehow still be a moderately good host so yes um thank you all for joining us um i'm here with special guest uh andrew dotson and uh I guess I'll get the ball rolling is how have you been dealing with uh, this quarantine? Like, is anything about your life changed or? I mean, so you're a theory student as well. So I'm sure you're more or less in the same boat. I mean, anything, as long as I have some sheets of paper and Mathematica and stuff, I can kind of do everything I would need to do anyways. Right. Uh, So research has not really been affected in any way, shape or form. I also, I'm not, I like, being home so mm. this is this is honestly i'm doing almost the exact same thing i would normally doing only now i don't have to feel bad about it <laughs> i love right. it okay so i mean yeah i mean i guess for me it's it should have been the same but like my, like i i don't like being home so much i'm kind of a nomad i like to work in my office and then when i come back home mm. you know that's when i like i turn into you know a lasagna and, uh, <laughs> and, but I wasn't able to do that. And so I had to buy a desk, but everywhere I went to go get a desk was sold out. And so I had to get this, uh, you know, had to get this table that you buy for when you have like family picnics. Uh, you, oh. you know what I'm talking about? And that's, yeah, the, like, t- the, like, uh, gray. Exactly. Fold out exactly. That you can't play pong on because the balls won't bounce like that. Precisely, I know exactly what you're precisely. talking Precisely. No pong is being played here. Um, not because I have no friends, but because I'm properly socially distancing. Stay at home, kids. Okay, so we have... Um, uh, perfect. Thank you for putting question marks at the end of this. So, man, I don't know why people are so obsessed with this, but so many people want to know about our opinions on Wolfram. The Steven... I found out about that today. Oh, I, don't, today. I don't have any educated opinion on it. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not, I can't say that I have any quote-unquote educated opinion. Um, but if you follow my alt account on Twitter, um, it's essentially like 10 like shit posts about Wolfram, not because like, I think he's an idiot, but just because I thought it'd be hilarious. Um, (laughs) and my opinion is that, I mean, he's, I don't, obviously he's not an idiot, but he hasn't done any physics and discovering a fundamental theory of things. Uh, what he's done is he's used Mathematica to represent in some sense causal set theory and he thinks causal set theory is like the underlying theory of everything and like on some weird level and he says well okay you know these kind of really really local rules 
can give rise to global structures. But anybody who knows about like fiber bundles, check, check. Um, and, <laughs> and anybody who kind of knows like about like connections and has taken this idea of like, okay, like these local rules are enough to define a surface actually, like Lie algebras and stuff like that, then um, that's nothing new. But he seemed, it, it honestly, I, I, my opinion is that it was just the worst sales pitch ever. Uh, like it was just a weird and awkward sales pitch. So can you can you explain to me? I didn't even I saw that there was a video, and I I spent six hours today grading homeworks and exams, so I didn't get to watch it yet. Can you explain the gist of what it is, or did you pretty much just wrap it up? Yeah, there? yeah. I, I think I did essentially. I mean, like like I gave him about thirty minutes to make his spiel, which for anybody who is gonna say there's there's a theory of everything, number one, you should write a paper about it before you do this whole thing but like you know not a tiktok or something yeah (laughs) perfect yes perfect um yeah no and it was just i gave him like 30 minutes to kind of like convince me that this was going somewhere but it just seemed like he was like oh we can define these rules this and that and it just sounded like the ramblings of an old drunk man it really kind of did and like but one who was smart enough to like make enough sense of it to where you're like is he crazy is he not um but then it just seemed like the bird, he was just like, at the end, he was like, but this resembles this. Mm. And, but he just like threw out like 90% of the graphs that he drew because they didn't. And, you know, you have to have some sort of, you know, you, ha- you can't just do that ad hoc, you know, um, for anything that's going to be. I'll have to check it out. I'll yeah. definitely have to check it out. And maybe you'll have a better opinion than me, but I kind of logged off, you know, at like 30 minutes in because I was like, man, if you got, if you got the, you know, if you got gold, show me the gold and. I'll stay a bit longer, but you know, this wasn't there. Uh, so David Berardo says, how would research be affected if you didn't have Mathematica? That is a great question. So for me, I do all the symbolic manipulation actually in Python. What? You symbi? Uh, I do. But the thing, so, I mean, it works pretty well. <laughs> the only thing is it doesn't, you can't beat Mathematica simplify. Yeah, no. That's that's yeah. that's the cherry of Mathematica, I think. Plus, I can't do all of the integrals that I have to do in in Python. Like some of them, I just have to use Mathematica. Oh man! So why don't you just like so? Is that just like as an effort to kind of like keep everything in one place? You know. Well, for one, um, you don't need a license to use Python. That's so true. So you can. Anything I do in that, anyone can just take and, and make changes to. And so, and my, my one of my research advisors, uh, his like license for Mathematica got all wonky, and now he has nothing oh, to do what? to calculate certain diagrams with. And it's like, I'm gonna get you on the Python one of the, these days. And some of the crazy diagrams I've had to calculate, Python will wow. still spit out something. It's <laughs> it's just it's. It might as well not have, though, because of how long right. it is. And it, it's just like, uh, what's the point of an analytic expression if it's and, and five so what do you mean long? by like, what do you mean by diagrams? Like Feynman diagrams? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so, so, yeah. Do you know about, you know about like uh, uh, MagGraph, right? No. What? Okay. <laughs> what is that? We'll talk about that after. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, so, okay, people were asking about Wolfram, but yeah, so you use Python for a lot of things, which is interesting because, yeah. like, I mean, I thought me, um, I I thought every kind of university had more or less a license to Mathematica. Yeah, I think they mostly do. 
I think that that's a fair assumption, but I mean, that's just one plus of, of being able to do the same thing in Python, I guess. Right. I haven't, like, you, like you're kind of hinting at, like I, I haven't really have to, there hasn't been an instance right. where it's been like, what are we going to do? Right, no one has right. a license. Exactly. Right. But no, there actually is a, I think, complete wrapper for Mathematica in Python. I don't know how they did that, but I, I can send you the link again, and I don't remember the name of it, but literally, it's the exact same commands, like capitalization and everything, and it, and it is amazing. Uh, I'll send you the link after, but it works, yeah, for sure. to, to, to my knowledge, just as great. Um, if not better, because it's running on C, I think, is what Python's compiled in. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, okay. So, man, okay, everybody... Everybody ask him about okay, Andrew. Um, okay, this is this is great. Um, he says um, it's a question from Zach Kim. He says, Andrew, what would your ideal contribution to QCD quantum chromodynamics uh, be? Like, if you could do one thing. Uh, so something I've mentioned before in some of my videos it has to do with one of the big kind of unanswered problems in nuclear physics. And what it has to do with is kind of counterintuitive. If you've seen the cartoon before, it's counterintuitive, where it has to do with where does the proton get its spin from. Mm. And we know that the proton is a spin one-half particle. It's a fermion, and it's made up of quarks, which are also spin one-half particles. And we like to think of it as being made up of three. Mm -hmm. Spin, like angular momentum, adds like vectors. So you add spin one-halves in different ways. Then you can get the right. total spin of one-half. So you say the spin of the proton comes from the spin of the quarks, and that's it. But then in the 80s, people yeah. learned how to make these measurements on the spin distributions for the quarks inside of wow. the proton. And they found out that out of the total spin of the proton, less than a quarter of it, roughly, yeah. came from the quarks. And that's got a name, so right? The proton spin crisis, I think is what it's called. Exactly. Right? I think now they're... they're uh, less dramatic about the time i don't think they call it the crisis anymore but it is i think it's like the yeah i mean but, but it is an amazing thing go ahead i'm sorry yeah oh no you're fine um yeah so we know that it doesn't all come from the quarks we also know that there are so those are the valence quarks there's three but then you can also have particle antiparticle pairs popping out you can have gluons being exchanged and all of these will contain some kind of intrinsic spin that contributes to it and on top of that there's orbital angular momentum and how all of that is distributed amongst those those uh, particles, those partons is what I'm going to refer to them as, how that all adds up to give the spin one half, no one knows. Mm. That's something that I would I would love to be part of solving. Yeah, no, like that's a, a that's a really really good one that uh, in some sense like I definitely didn't think of because of uh, oops sorry um, I'm just trying to close out a couple things here. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely something I didn't think of because of, you know, I'm, and what is so crazy about that is that even when you have quantum chromodynamics confining, uh, there are a couple properties that do maintain, you know, their quantum numbers. Like, you know, if you, that allow us to actually say, well, okay, well, why do we say that, uh, a, uh, a, I don't know, say a pion is a up and a down, or not up and a down, but I think it's up right. and a string. You're, you probably know this better than me. Well, one of them's got to be an antiparticle, right? Yeah, it's right. It's got to be... U.S. bar? I have to think about it. Yeah, I don't know. 
Somebody in the comments can tell us what it is. But the point is, is that it has the same quantum numbers as if you put, you know, these two particles together. Um, <laughs> but you don't get that with, uh, you, you don't get that with, like you were saying, is that, you know, these measurements are telling you how much spin is carried and uh, mm. which is amazing. My answer would be confinement, but he didn't ask me, he asked you, which I think are <laughs> not totally unrelated. Yeah, probably not. I don't, I don't work in the... I mean, my stuff is perturbative, so I don't really go into that oh, low right, right. energy. That's that's like the lattice people. You know? <laughs> Man, those lattice people are like just essentially uh, they're the black box of particle physics and nuclear physics. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, and you learn quantum and everything you do is in coordinate space and then you do actual field theory and then everything's in momentum space unless you do lattice wow. QCD and for some reason everything's in coordinate space again. Yeah. It's like, who do you think you are? <laughs> we have rules here. <laughs> yeah, no. It, like whenever you say it, like something is that like, like the lattice calculations motivate that and then boom, it's you're just like, okay, well, I guess. I don't know. Unless you do lattice. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is a great question from C.J. Brewer um, uh, about, uh, I imagine, physics undergrad or grad. It says, do you have any advice on dealing with burnout? Dealing with burnout. Um, I'll let, do you want to take the, take the ropes on that question first? I'd have to think about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, we don't have any silver bullets. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... Um, let me, yeah. Dealing with burnout, man. I mean, it, the thing is, is no one doesn't go through it. There's no inevitable or there's no, uh, right. I, I haven't found a way to just, I'm not, I'm not going to burn out on this thing. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to get shit done Yeah. and bite the bullet mm. and it's going to suck, but eventually it won't. That's your first year of grad school anyways. Yeah. It's just one year of burnout. That's so. true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, one one piece of advice that I guess I could give is other people are also going through it. Like people are, are kind of full of it if they pretend to just be able to yeah, carry all of it yeah. and understand everything completely. Wow. It's like I, I guarantee you if you were to bring it up to someone else, you'd be like, man, I'm really having a hard time with this. Seeing that kind of um, – exposure from someone else would make you kind of be like okay good me too right right so i'd say find like be okay with talking about it with other people and have people to vent with i think that makes it a lot easier it's I, just yeah. vent and i think that's really good advice i mean because i think that's in large part you know what friday evenings at the pub are for uh with you know yeah. your co-workers is you're just like well what they were for before you know the world ended but um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think that was like one of the big things that we all just kind of used functionally from it all was just talking about how kind of, you know, unconfident we were about things and just being, okay, I'm not the only one who feel this way, feels this way. Um, I guess my advice would be kind of similar. Um, but if you want to like, like on a more, I guess, I don't know, like intrinsic level, I try to always kind of motivate uh, what got me passionate about the subject to begin with. Uh, and just try to remind myself why I did that. And, you know, it's one thing if you're telling mm. yourself, but what I do is I put on the same music that I used to listen to when I was first kind of having, because everybody has that first kind of, you know, for me it was Moby. Like, and there's this album by Moby. Really? Yeah. Uh, this, oh, that's this, funny. Yeah, this album by Moby 
that just, you are a 90s kid <laughs> that just when i was first really getting into physics man like i mean i think it just brings me back to that moment and it just gets restored for at least the day and i mean so yeah yeah that that's a really good that made me think of something else where mm-hmm. yeah it's finding something that's pulling you towards it rather than having to willpower your way the entire time yeah yeah that's yeah I, it's i think that's kind of like what you're Perfect. saying it's like when that happens when the burnout thing kind of happens it stems from having to push too hard for too long right but if something if you're just if something's just you're gravitating towards it you're just so stoked to learn about it every day exactly i guess put yourself in a situation where you're you you're just excited to go to work every day or to study something every day yeah or at least maybe even more excited than you were the day before you know so yeah i mean but it's a tough thing and like if there's something we're trying to communicate to you it's that you're not the only one feeling burnout. That's for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Wait, so we got plenty of people who sympathize with that question. Some people asking me to get Stephen Wolf from here on physics after hours. I don't know. Let's see if I can pull some strings for that. Um, and so post office man wants to know if you like egg salad. No, neither do I. An easy question. Cool. Okay. Um, let's see going down, going down. So people, there are a lot of people who seem to, I mean, there's camps in the comments of people against for the Python thing, but I thought your take was particularly interesting that, you know, it's kind of open source. There's no, you know, kind of bureaucratic stuff to deal with. Um, do you deal with spin foam at all? Because we have Joe John asking, uh, if you think spin foam is a good theory. Spin film. Mm hmm. I'm not no, 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 I'm sorry. Spin foam. I'm, oh, I, I, yeah, again, I'm not too familiar. Yeah, me either. So, sorry, Joe John, um, but, you know, it's cool to have two first names as, like, a first and last name. Um, is, is that, like, one of those weird torsion theories where, like, spin comes out of the theory from torsion and stuff like that? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but let's say that it, it is um, and that we... And that we're moving on anyways. So um, <laughs> uh, we try to minimize the exposure of our ignorance here at Physics After Hours. We thank you all for joining us here uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time with our special guest, Andrew dot 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 Dotson. Um, boop, 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 boop. Has anybody ever called you that before? What? Andrew dot 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 Dobson. No, you're the first. God damn, I'm so great. All right. Um, incredible. <laughs> how'd you think of that, Dylan? Uh, there were a couple things that like I was thinking of, uh, that, that, that didn't make the cut on the intro. One of them was that, um, it was, uh, the last dot in the ellipses, but the first in our hearts. Um, that was, yeah, you see why that one didn't make the cut. <laughs> Let me put my poems in you by Dylan Berger. <laughs> okay. So do you see any questions uh, as we're going down? Okay. So we have, one from Zach Kim. Let's see. This one is interesting. Um, how do you feel about the dozens and dozens of phenomenological models needed to model nuclear structure? Do you think we'll eventually be able to handle all the nuclei calculations with QCD alone? I think it'll it'll eventually get to the point where we can constrain what's physical enough Mm. right when you have this model it's like we have this idea that it really does describe the nature of the particle or the system in in 
we kind of put faith into that. But I think as we progress, there will be more tests to see if it really does make any sense. For example, the thing that I'm one of the main aspects of my research is calculating form factors for the energy momentum tensor. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, these the form factors give you actual information about observables in that you may calculate for electromagnetism. They contain information about things like the charge distributions or magnetic um, for the energy momentum tensor. Gives you things like the mass, the angular momentum, and this additional term that's called the D term, which is what I'm studying. And no one really knows what it's about. And uh, it's kind of theorized that what it has to do with is like the internal pressure of a nucleon. Like, is everything in balance? And so we have this additional term that we think has to do with whether or not a nucleon is stable. That's a great test to see if your model for a nucleon makes sense in the first place or would it collapse? You know, right, so. Right, right, right. That's one thing. Yeah, no. Everyone, there's so many model dependent. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, on this is, I don't think QCD can explain. I mean, nuclei, I mean, we know QCD, properly so-called, cannot explain, you know, the binding of nuclei. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the question is, could there be some other theory that creates this flow to it? And that's a a really hard question. Um, We have another question here from... uh, uh, Mr. Nicolio, sorry if I said that wrong. Um, is this is there a difference between QCD and particle physics? Um, it's just it's just the strong force. When people say strong force, you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Particle physics is probably it's a well, it's definitely a larger field in general because you're not limited to the strong interaction. You can have particles that inter interact weakly. You can have different kinds of exchanges, like flavor-changing neutral currents. Everyone loves that. Oh, oh like, no. You know, weekly interacting particles. Yes, please, please interact weekly. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, uh, so, oh, man, we have somebody requesting Papa Jens comes on. Uh, I wonder what time it is in Germany. Yeah, he said that he couldn't do this a couple times uh, because of the time difference. But then, like, one, like I think I went on at, like, 8.30 one night, my time. And like he texted me, he's like, oh, I can come on, I can come on. And I was just like, no, dude, I have a guest already. You got to let me know before then. But <laughs> anyways. Um, okay, yeah, here's a good one. Uh, David Barardo, what is your favorite meme? Uh, scientific meme or just, I guess, meme in general? Like a format or, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I love, I love all shapes and color i can tell you ones that i don't like um yeah that's better it's a better question i'm kind of sick and tired of the the girl looking at the guy and then the guy's like that that one that made a resurgence lately it did yeah it really did it really did it it just kind of got burnt out you know it really did and you know to the earlier questions about burnout i mean even memes go through (laughs) burnout you know this is definitely something okay so what we're gonna do um is we're gonna take a quick two-minute break, and we will be right back.
Okay, and we are back, and we are back. Um, thank you to everybody tuning in. Uh, I am here with special guest, Andrew Dotson, um, and he is a man who needs no introduction, um, but I gave him one that he didn't want. Anyways, um, and so what we're going to do here for this next, I don't know, say 30, 40, whatever, you know, until we both get too buzzed to talk anymore, um, <laughs> is we encourage and want this to be a night at the bar with Dylan and Andrew. We, I personally am going to be doing my PhD advancement in less than a month and I've had enough physics. So let's talk about <laughs> maybe slightly tangentially. Oh, here we go. Here's one right here. Thought on Betelgeuse not going supernova. Yeah, fuck Betelgeuse, man. I, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not too familiar. Didn't it have like a really large... Like, I know it's supposed to it's soon, but is that being a soon tease. on a cosmic scale? Like, Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, yeah, it was still... being a tease. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was like, oh, I'm just going to, like, go dim, whatever. Um, so, Andrew, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Whiskey, right now. Just straight whiskey, yeah. or you say sour and whiskey? No, this is just straight whiskey. Oh, man, he's a, he's a real hunter. Do you hunt? Or no, you said you didn't hunt before. No, I don't. Um... But you look like you could survive in the wild for like 10 years, no? Well, I did make a video of, uh, <laughs> what was it? It was like theoretical physicist versus wild. That was a fun one to make. <laughs> I, I went out that. to the desert and I just tried to survive. Well, Dr. Theo Ree tried to survive. That was pretty funny. <laughs> what, the what? Oh, yeah, but yeah I, I like my whiskey. I, I used to not be too keen on it, but um, it grew on me. I mean, I, I don't insist on every kind being straight. Like, I have some Jameson, which is like, that'll I'll mix that with stuff just because it's like a children's whiskey. From? Is that where the beard comes from? Is drinking the whiskey? Yep. Okay. And yeah, when stops. it drips, it it feeds. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So, uh, where are you from, by the way? Like, where'd you grow up? I'm from Virginia. Bro, same. Really? I'm from Nova. Oh, really? what, what, like Arlington or? Yeah, George Mason. Oh, you know what? I did know that. I knew that. <laughs> I saw that somewhere. I think it was on the Eigen Bros podcast because someone mentioned GMU. And that was like one of the very few schools that accepted me. <laughs> oh, you applied to GMU. No way. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I had a like a Skype interview with some of the people there. I think it was like the space weather people. Oh, really? So you didn't always. So when you applied, you didn't want to always do like nuclear physics. I did, but I didn't get accepted everywhere. So I was like, <laughs> right. "Shit!" Oh, I see. I, I see. applied. I applied in in my uh, personal statements for a lot of them. I was like, "I'm pretty sure I want to go the nuclear route, but I I really like computational yeah. physics." So I was like, "As long as that is incorporated, I think I could be happy with a lot of things." Yeah, yeah. Just kind of casting a, a broad net, and uh, yeah, some people from GMU they they accepted wow. me. They they interviewed me. And then I got accepted here where I could do nuclear physics. I was like, I'm sorry. sorry. You guys have been very nice. Y'all are homies, but I got a dip. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what part of Virginia are you from? Uh, Virginia Beach. Oh, okay. 40 minutes from Jefferson Lab. Oh, wow. Man, that's wild. I did not know that. <laughs> that's so cool. So you're Williamsburg then? Me? Yeah. Not really, no. Isn't that? I thought that was where GMU was. Oh, no. GMU is, like, right outside D.C. You mean JMU? 
No, I'm not thinking of GMU. I don't know why I thought GMU was Williamsburg. I must be thinking of something else. I mean, I definitely applied to George Mason. Got ins- I just I think maybe thinking of William and Mary because I saw your video. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on. William. I applied well, there too. I think. I didn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> Applications are a nightmare. We try to forget them. <laughs> oh, oh, we got people here shouting out Nova. Right on. Right on. Cool. Uh, um, ODU. There's someone from ODU. That's where I went to undergrad. Hey. Dude, I have nothing but good things to All say right. about that school. Man, that's great. I went down there once for a couple of parties. I remember when I was like 19. <laughs> it was a lot yeah. of fun. You went to the edge? Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Um, the uh, So uh, we have ST here asking your favorite whiskey. Uh, probably Woodford Reserve. The oh. taste is really good. That's a bourbon. Uh, the taste is really good. And it's just got the most satisfying sound when you open it. Like it's got the cork sound, like the, yeah. and then the, the, at the end, dude, it's it's just everything about that whiskey's nice. Wow. Um, I like Japanese whiskey too. Um, Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Japanese whiskey. A lot of it is modeled after Scotch. You had people from Japan who formed their own distilleries, and they went to Scotland to learn how to make whiskey, yeah. and they kind of just borrowed the the procedure. Damn. So do. You- know off the top of your head the difference between the bourbon whiskey and scotch bourbon is from corn okay uh scotch is malted barley oh my um that's way different i thought they were closer what else uh so bourbon most of it comes from kentucky part of the reason why kentucky bourbon is so famous is because the water that goes through when it in the distilling pot process is passed over limestone which i guess makes it have this unique taste so bourbon has to come from kentucky but it doesn't but all scotch is from scotland you know things like that so every scotch you can get is has to be from scotland that's what i've always heard huh i'm gonna have to research into that Hmm. but hey i think it's also made in like new barrels it's so subtle it's kind of boring i see but like could you like taste the difference ever like if somebody said here 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 you could be like oh scotch scotch whiskey bourbon 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 scotch I think in a lot of cases I couldn't tell the difference between like certain Japanese whiskeys and a scotch, but you, oh. I can tell the difference between like a bourbon and a, a regular scotch or like a, my favorite actually are um, rye whiskeys because they're super, they're kind of sweeter. Oh. Those are always like Canadian whiskeys. 10 out of 10 would recommend rye whiskeys. Rye whiskeys. Okay. You heard it here first. Physics after hours, rye whiskeys with Andrew Dodson. Okay. Um, okay. So people are asking about um physics questions uh please stop um we we kind of over you know we kind of you know ran those tires then a bit on the first part and part of that's due to my own selfishness um oh this is a cool one david barardo uh andrew uh what's the weirdest fan interaction you've ever had um i've really only had maybe one in real life i was at a comic-con and someone i was at comic-con with my dad because he, he always wanted to go to one, and uh, I've gone to a few. So I took him to one in Virginia, actually. And one guy came up, and he said he recognized me from my videos. It was a super pleasant encounter, and it was one of the only ones. I mean, I've had other stuff in the in the department, oh, but physics yeah. is already a small community, so it's like right. everyone already knows each other. So, and so it's not really like that. That's crazy. So, so you don't see yourself as kind of this big, big, you know, like well-known person, because, like, you know, you're not, like, walking down – you know, promenade and 
people trying to take your picture. No, absolutely not. And plus, even if it was like that, it's not like that matters. Right, you, right. You know, people who it's like being everyone is like so many there's too many famous people now exactly like, yeah like everyone is famous <laughs> for not everyone but like you see the stuff that certain people post who just have this massive following and it's it's kind of humbling it's like oh, okay this really isn't something to get worked up about right right because you can just get lucky or it's just i don't, I don't know and so what is me hijacking the question so um when you kind of originally set out, you know, to make your YouTube channel and start doing videos, what was your goal? I think that there, uh, there's starting to be a lot of resources that told you kind of what classes you'd be taking. Mm. Um, in physics, like if, if I want to do a physics degree, what am I going to learn? It's like, well, everyone knows you have to get good at math. You have to take all the calculus and the mm. differential equations and you'll take these courses. Uh, but when I first I started out as a biology student. And when I decided to change to physics, I wanted to know, like, yeah, wow. I saw the classes. It didn't really mean anything to me. I didn't know what it meant. Right. Of course. Yeah. And I wanted to know more so about um, what it was just going to be like overall. What's the experience of a physics student? Does it matter where you go? Mm. Is it is everyone learning the same things? Do you get more opportunities? Is that the difference going mm. to Harvard versus mm. ODU or something? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so once I, like, I, I came across Simon Clark's channel, and that's what kind of – I just went through undergrad watching his videos and it was super helpful. And I was like, maybe there's a market for more of that. Mm. And that's, that's kind of what got me started. Right on. Just and so documenting it, experience. And so was it necessarily kind of, so did it kind of start as a vlog and it evolved into this pedagogical thing or did it, was it the other way around? It was a vlog, but it wasn't supposed to be like a, this is what it's like to be me. It yeah, was yeah. always, I always tried to make sure that the focal point was physics, but it, this is what studying physics entails. And then eventually, if people give a shit, then it's like, this is what I do, by the way. Right, um, right. But I don't think you should start out being like, here's what it's like to be me. So, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I experimented I so much trying to find out what videos I liked making. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's it cool. takes, you know, is I mean, it's this is all, you know, in, in a lot of ways, like an artistic endeavor, you know, and and uh, an act of, you know, and it sounds like your goal was to figure out what was most needed uh, for physics undergrads and for that i'm sure you've helped you know a lot of people figure out maybe if not physics was for them by watching enough of your videos yeah. i like um, to hope so but uh yeah and then but yeah it was like a big there was this stint of every day i made a new video for like 300 something days yeah what? and made it up it was so there was the first year that i started making videos i made 20 something and my excuse was, I'm, it's not good enough yet, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I thought I was a perfect – I'm not a perfectionist, but I thought I was. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't getting good at editing or anything like that. Uh, so I said, maybe if I make myself make something new every day, I'll get a lot faster at editing. I'll get better at storytelling. Mm. And most importantly to me, I'd figure out what kind of physics videos I enjoyed making the most. Mm. And now I think I've really narrowed that down. But that was a process for sure. Wow. That's crazy. Then that's so cool. And so that's kind of the story. Did you tell that story throughout the, the kind of, you said like year long journey that you were making one video a day for this specific reason, or is that kind of an Easter egg? Um, you heard it here first, uh, at physics after hours with inertial observer. I'm not sure. I mean, I've told the story before, but I, I, 
I'm not sure that I've like advertised it too many times. It was for me, you know. Right, right. Okay, just, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say you heard it here first with uh, physics after <laughs> <laughs> physics after. Ma- maybe Eigen Bros. I, I feel like I told that story there too. Eigen who? That's uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't tune in tonight. They're like usually all up in my comments. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Let's see. Okay, we have people from Scotland. Oh, what is Dylan drinking? Uh, from Nate from Michigan. Um, I am drinking tequila and just enough something to sweeten it. Must you know what kind of tequila? Um, it's Carmarena, and it's quite delicious. It's my favorite one. It's not too expensive. Although altos. So, what, what kind of tequila is that? Is that like a? Uh... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a blanco. So it's uh, okay. It's, yeah, the resposado is. It's good for like. I mean, like if I'm making like a margarita, margarita, I'll, I'll probably actually use a res, resposado. I can't remember, but the you know the darker one. Um, Añejo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the. But if I'm actually trying to just like essentially just drink the tequila um, with a little splash of something, I'll go with the Blanco. So, okay. Moving on. So, there's people, man, talking about the wine risky. So, um, okay. So, Seth Catalan is saying, why do you not want me to be on the show despite the physics podcast being my idea? What? Come on, Seth. Um, This is not. Yeah, anyways, that was some, that was a weird thing. Um, so, uh, what's your favorite anime, Andrew? Uh, yes, you can include hentai if you want. Uh, hey, this is family friendly. No, it's not. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you're a big fan. <laughs> Are you talking about the hentai or the anime? <laughs> yeah, I feel like you've got me mixed up with Jens. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, people, I guess, draw a line in different places, but I've always loved Dragon Ball. Oh, like I've right I've on. seen all of I've seen all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Super GT in Japanese as well. Like I, I just I've always right. loved that story. Did you learn any so, Japanese from it? What's funny? Uh, I don't know why I didn't think about this when I was saying that already, but um, I play this game on uh-huh. my phone. It's called Dokkan Battle, and I play the Japanese version. Oh. Not, and the thing, I don't know Japanese at all, but I've gotten the pattern matching down. Like, I know what does what. No way. I love that. And certain, like, phonetically, I know what some of the characters sound like. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's funny, man. I love that. So the Hudu, What about you? Uh, me? I don't... Uh, I, literally, the only anime I know is Dragon Ball Z. Um, mm. Like, I watched that when I was a kid. Um, and also, I know Pokemon by just being a millennial. Um, sure. Does that count as anime or people like? Is that like literally just like what the white boy says? I don't care. <laughs> no, not you. I'm just saying like what other people would say who are they'd be like Pokemon's not anime. I don't know. I guess I guess you'd have to define it first. Like if you Very give the definition, then you can say what counts. No one ever was. That's such a good song. <laughs> Here's a question. When Ash died. Oh my one god! Movie? Yeah, and the Pikachu's tears brought him back to life. Oh my god! In all like the Pokemon, all of them just yeah. started song. Dude, I cried. I cried so hard there. My dad was like, "You're a monster if you don't." I know, dude. My dad was like, "What? What the hell are you crying about?" Was 
Johnson. No, he didn't, <laughs> but he did. So anyways, um, <laughs> so Tom asking Andrew, why don't you have a Twitter? That's a great question. I do have one. I just don't use it, mm. uh, which isn't really an answer. So I think then the question is, why don't I use Twitter? Um, <laughs> I'm not a so- huge social media kind of person. I can to uh, like Terrence and Juan from Eigen Bros. They kind of made me think about it a little bit different. But I'm a very private person, and I just don't like putting stuff out there very much. I know it's a kind of a humble man walking through and like to make my own house <laughs> and cut my own fish. <laughs> if you were to take a snapshot of me, I'm sure that's what anyone would think I sound like. But, Perfect. Uh, like in, in terms of, I mean, I post stuff in, a, in the community tab on YouTube that's like video update things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only other thing I would possibly use Twitter oh, I for. See, I see. So, like, like so you're not, like, opinionated. Neither am I. I'm not opinionated whatsoever. Uh, like, I don't have, like, opinions I want to put out there, you know. And mm. I I mean, I really don't like being, on, like, into politics. And so, and that's a, what a lot of Twitter is. But, you know, we've built a nice little corner there. Just, like, math and pretty animations that, you know, we'll... We'll, we'll we'll give you the bear hug and we'll you know we'll, we'll yeah i guess it'd be in, cool but... for like sharing fun i don't know posting stupid one-liners yes that didn't make it yes. to a video or something yes that is my mr nomer account that is my alt account mm, the shit posting one right? exactly and that honestly is like a lot of fun i'm about to just like dump my main and just be like go full shit post <laughs> it's great stuff okay so um do you guys use graduate maths material for your physics research i feel like this is a good i mean it's not like a physics question so um graduate maths i've never taken a graduate maths course in my life so probably not but i mean i I think the question is might be saying like maybe it's not but i mean Mm -hmm. in nuclear and particles sure you're going to use some group theory right i wouldn't necessarily count that as undergrad unless you're a math degree yeah, no, but that's a good point, I, yeah. It's not formal. Like, any, any math that you really have to learn in physics is also kind of taught in your physics book, yeah. sort of, like what you need to know, right? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's the thing, is that we're all just kind of, like, everybody's on the same page. We're all just learning it as they go, and is that the best way to do it? I mean, it, I think it has its advantages, actually, in certain ways, because it's... Yeah. Um, Sometimes there will be, like, little technical assigns that it's, like... Oh, a Lee group is a manifold, okay. <laughs> a Lee group is a mana. Turn the page. <laughs> manifold the page. There we go. Yes, yes. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, no, that's a good point, though. I mean, like, it's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you don't need because if it's, I think, you, did you coin this phrase? If it's in physics. It's invertible? Yeah. Was that yeah, you? I did. That's I did. good. That's that was good. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. Okay. Um, so I, here's a question here, but I think you've made, I'm sure you've made a video on this um, from uh, Matt saying, what's the difference between going between uh, going from a top tier school uh, to any other kind of school as a grad student? Does it really matter? But I mean, I feel like for the people who haven't seen it, go ahead and tell them. With the videos I've made, I've never really tried to attempt to act fully. It's more so been like I don't I don't know what it's like going to Harvard, but I do know what it's like going to just a nice four year university. 
Mm-hmm. So I just shared that experience. It was it was great, mm. right? I don't know if there are opportunities I missed out on because I messed up in high school and I didn't get into like a an Ivy League school or something like yeah. that. But I mean, there are other people who can share that experience with you. I'm sure. Like what physics girl went to MIT? Like there's Simon right, Clark right, who went right. to Oxford. There's people who have shared that experience. Mm. So you can kind of just try to pull from these different sources and do your best to. You know, I think make this uh, Grant co- Sanderson th- also. He's from MIT, right? He went to MIT. Uh, three blue, one brown. Is yeah, that him? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> You're like I've never never heard of him. I don't know. <laughs> Watch my videos, Andrew Dotson. <laughs> I got him mixed up with uh, Minute Physics for a second. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. Henry something. Henry, that's it, yeah. Yeah, right on. I like him, though. He's a really cool guy. Um, so, okay, let's go down. Um, uh, so we have a general question from Xander Gauss. says, oh, no, that's a long one. Uh, oh, no, this is actually a pretty good one. Uh, he says, our professor is giving 40-minute questions two hours, but the, you know, the meat of it is saying that uh, I struggle with mentally switching topics quickly. Like, kind of like going from literally, I mean, and and I share this is that like, if you do like two hours, you know, two and a half hours of work on like a quantum mechanics problem set, then you go, boom, you know, figure out Mm. how this pendulum moves. (laughs) I don't switch until I'm done, to be honest. Maybe Mm. that's not a good thing to do, but Mm. that's, I get tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really similar actually there, to be honest. Uh, yeah. It's tough. I mean, I know some people who can literally just like parallel processing, have like three homework assignments going at once. But like for me, it's like, no, it's like this is it's like even if I'm not doing solid state, like I'm a solid state, you know, theorist for (laughs) for however long. Um, Oh, this is your tagline. I'm surprised you didn't say it's the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, I feel weird, actually. Like it's for some reason to me, it feels less weird saying that to a camp, like pretending that I'm actually (laughs) talking to someone than it does it's like me like it's like i just sit here you're like what's going on smart people i'm like it's just me dude like what (laughs) (laughs) like chill (laughs) i wouldn't have put you on like that i love it (laughs) okay so emily for uh saying uh has being twitter famous dylan or youtube famous andrew uh impacted your personal lives such as relationships that's a good question Um, no, not really. It's, it was kind of just like, it, it's a hobby that mm-hmm. I got lucky mm-hmm. with. And just like any significant other mm-hmm. should, if you have like a hobby that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. they're supportive. And Kelly, I mean, I live with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's nothing but supportive with, with what I do. Um, and she likes being a part of it too. It's just like a scheduling thing that's where it's amazing, hard to yeah. do things together. In a sense, maybe that's a way that it makes it even cooler because it's mm-hmm. one more thing that you could do together. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, I mean, like right off the bat, they're supportive. But I mean, maybe, I mean, for me, I it actually has been kind of, I mean, there have been times where it's kind of been a bit like, oh, like, you're working on that, you're working on this. But I mean, you know, it varies. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, you're right. You know, I mean, I think ultimately my current partner does support me in the end. So, yeah. I think maybe it was, I'm trying to remember... I'm sure it was probably a bit more annoying when I was doing the daily uploads 
Mm, yeah, for so it would sure. be like it'd be done with classes, and then it'd be like eight o'clock at night, and I'd be like, and now I have to record and edit a video. Like, that was pretty time consuming. <laughs> well, did you ever just like do one where like you're just like I'm so burnt out, I can't do this, I'll get in trouble, and just upload it, no editing. I didn't. You should have. That could have like bought you like at least one or two. I think I think out of the like three hundred something days that I made daily videos, I missed a week when I moved from Virginia to New Mexico, and I probably missed another week here or there just because. But uh, Fair enough. yeah. So you could have bought them just to do it today. Like I'm just so this that and just like not edit it, just go straight it. Like we're doing now. This is all unedited. You heard it here yeah. first because except our hours. Wow. Yeah, we do our best. All for you. Fantastic people. Um, as a grad student, what is the difference between uh, going to a... Wait, we just answered that. Um, in the sense that we can't answer it. Uh, it says, <laughs> Matt Henderson said, are you guys interested in languages or linguistics at all? You're the philosophy guy. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I mean, I have a minor in Latin. Um, but, I mean, I, I do think it's kind of interesting but I mean, I don't. I, I I will never claim to say anything and know, uh, you know. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Matt. It's funny. One of my best buds. He. Uh, so I did the physics degree. He did a degree in philosophy and political science. So we had some tasteful conversations. Oh, that was that's always great. cool. <laughs> what was your favorite okay. one about? Or can you spell it on the web? Uh. The epistemology stuff was always pretty cool. Mm. Like, how do you actually know things? Yeah, yeah. How do you know that you know things? Um, he also, he, he was, uh, he did philosophy, but he wasn't, yeah, I do philosophy. Like, a lot of the stuff, <laughs> would be like, stupid. This, look how long it took him to say one thing in this. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't thought about this quite deeply enough, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, this is a this is a cool question. Uh, he says, "Any Bay any Beyblade fans out here? Remember that commercial like on Nickelodeon? Beyblades, Beyblades, Beyblades. Yeah, that's like <laughs> I I never got one. My mom are, yeah, are like, Beyblade fans? Uh, do they have like their own culture? I didn't. Is that know. a thing? I, I didn't. I didn't think so. But apparently, maybe he's like somebody sliding in just DMs. But that'd cool. be cool. Like maybe there's like a subtle thing we should say, like." Baby, yeah. Like, I don't know what the code word might be, but... Shut up and blade. <laughs> oh, is that what they said on the commercial? I don't know. I, th- I feel like I saw that on a roller skating thing one oh, time yeah. or something. I was like, my mom would Are we going to me... talk or are we going to blade? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what that may have been? Um, there was like this kind of movie, like Disney movie, when we were going. It was called like Inclined or something. I forget what it's called. It's like Roller or something. And like I think that's what that was from. You're digging deep. It sounds a little familiar. Yeah, it's got like roll. I don't know what it was called, but it's. I think that's exactly what it was from. So uh, Chunk Master Flex wants to know if you were ever in a band. No, I wasn't in a band. I did chorus in high school. Uh, I've always been very interested in, in music playing and music and stuff but that's been more solo sometimes you just jam with your friends in the garage but i never did a band so you did chorus like what were you were you a, a bass or I was, I was a tenor actually oh wow tenor with a beard oh he's a catch ladies he's taken stop it even in high school i had a beard yeah it was weird <laughs> <I'm a giant. laughs> okay okay 
Okay, Mr. Pizza Dotson. I love it. Um, and that's why they call him. That's why they call him Papa Dotson, related to the Italian right hand rule. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Well, the viewers. I, I feel like I I want to go on uh, all audio one day, and I gotta you know somehow parse that out. But yeah. Um. Uh. So he says, "What's your honest opinion? Absolute honest opinion about Papa Jens, Papa Flamey." Dude, I love that guy. You kidding me? I mean, first of all, I'd never give you a dishonest opinion. That's that's pointless. But that's not what he does. Not Jens here at Physics like, After uh, Hours. Like I, I think I had less, probably definitely less than ten thousand subscribers on YouTube, and he had a lot more than me. Mm. And he, he was like the first person to kind of take me under his wing and like incorporate me into his videos. So I can probably attribute a lot wow. of any kind of growth that my channel got because of him. I guess seeing something in mine, right. just being the outgoing guy that he is. So. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, he he's always like looking for collaborations in all these different like realms. Like he's a creative dude, for sure. He's a kooky guy, but I love him. Oh yeah, no, he's so kooky. That accent gets me every time. He could literally just like <laughs> read like a recipe book and just like make me crack up. <laughs> and you can't knock the hustle too. He uploads so much. That's true. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't keep up. That's okay. How did it take you? I'm curious. So what was your growth like on Twitter? Was it like you had one video that YouTube? went viral? Yeah. Like was it, the, the, yeah, was, was like one video went viral, maybe, you know, Papa supported it or something, a lot of people looked, or was it kind of the steady growth for you? It felt super slow at yeah. first. I mean, I guess if you zoom in on exponential enough, it looks very, you know, it looks of linear. Of course. Um, But yeah, I think it took me, a year to get a thousand subscribers. Wow. It took me at the end of the second year, I think I hit 10 or maybe plus or minus like order of magnitude. And then third, I hit a hundred thousand. So wow. it definitely sped up, but now, now it's, it's calmed down a bit. I stopped. I like where it's at now. So yeah, I stopped yeah. doing the please subscribe and, and things like right, that. Right, I really right. like the, where it's at. Yeah, no, that's a, I think that's like a really interesting thing. Uh, because like for me, it was, like my first year on Twitter, I mean, and they're totally different kind of numbers, how they work, because I noticed people are so unforgiving on Twitter. You have one tweet that's like not funny or not like interesting. You get like lose like <laughs> 10 followers. It's like it's a pretty cutthroat out there. And like it's people are just always trying to maintain their feed in this proper way. Um, and like for me, like my first year was, you know, I started under a thousand and it was like. I, my whole goal kind of was just like, you know, just like 10,000 in one year. Like that's kind of what I felt like was doable. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I did kind of get addicted to it. Um, just because like, yeah. I just felt like I was contributing so much. And like you, you know, you said like, you were like, Oh, I'm going to like do, like, I'm going to get better at these things. You know, all of a sudden I was like, Oh, now I'm making animations. Now I'm doing this and all these different things. Um, and honestly, my research did kind of take a hit for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one thing that I tried to put into perspective is like there will be videos that I spend a lot of time on that just I thought that they they yes. were pretty good, but yeah. they don't really get the much attention. And no. what I just started thinking about was like, don't look at how many views it got. You do still, but you shouldn't. Course, yeah. But it's like try not to focus on the views, but out of the people who commented, what did they think? Out of the people mm -hmm. who did watch it, mm -hmm. what did they have? Still overwhelmingly positive, which is. That's all you could ask for. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's def it, there's so many variables here. It's definitely more than three, and it's 
definitely more than 200. Uh, like, <laughs> there's just so many different things that play into, you know, how quote-unquote successful a video does or, or a tweet mm-hmm. does or something that, uh, yeah. Um, so let's keep going on. Uh, Have we answered pretty much physics's uh stuff i think he's I commented think so. a few a few things yeah i haven't yeah. been paying attention i definitely think so um he gets favoritism <laughs> okay uh this is so uh joe john says dylan after hours only what are your political political opinions i mean i don't have anything controversial here guys like i don't know what to tell you i mean like you're not really going to get anything fun out of me like i mean so it's honest yeah i'm i'm i I don't know let's just move on (laughs) sorry um so okay uh do you see anything that you really uh your chops are slobbering over um this is an interesting question do you know you go ahead because Oh, I was just seeing like the the physics stuff. I just wanted to like reiterate that we're kind of taking a break from like the heavier physics stuff. Maybe yeah, we'll yeah, revisit yeah. it towards the end, but right now we're just kind of yeah, we're definitely after hours. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're not at the adults table right now. Well, we are, but yeah, on our government IDs. Um, <laughs> so here's kind of one that uh, I don't think this is necessarily physics. You tell me. He says, uh, "Is college the only way to make a career in physics?" Or did we kind of... No. no? I think it's the only way to get a career in physics where it's research-oriented. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, no. Uh, it definitely depends on what you mean by college. I mean, if it means, like, university, like, I do think you need university-level physics to I, do anything I, with it. I'm an idiot, dude. I, I heard college and my yeah, mind went to grad school. Yeah, no, I... But I... And, like, that's what I thought. And, like, I actually, like, totally agree with you there. Is that, like, No. Like, you don't have to go to grad school to have a career in physics. Like, you could come out of undergrad and, like, do great things because you've got basically all the tools. Yeah. 100. I mean, yeah, I think college, if you want to do anything, college is the bare minimum for sure because you don't, you're not going to, you don't know physics if you've just taken high school physics. It's it's very good at, at like, maybe friction and stuff. <laughs> But that's already you're you're solving problems that have already been solved, you know. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! There's so many people correcting me in the chat. About what? About where three blue, one brown went to university. Oh yeah, the Stanford comments. Bro, it's like ten. It's like three blue, one brown. I'm sorry. I don't know why I think it's so funny. It's like 20 people. It's like Stanford, Stanford. He went to Stanford. Grant went to Stanford. <laughs> I love it. Thank you all so much for chiming in. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I love it. Okay. Um, Henry from Minute Physics. Are we that far behind? Yeah. So, um, okay. This is a fun question. Joe John, uh, what is your opinion of gravity? Good or bad? <laughs> I mean, arguably, it's what made John Mayer really famous. Oh, that is true. Who doesn't know that song? That is a wonderful song. uh, On one of his best albums, Continuum was great. Jokes aside, I mean, I guess I don't really know what the question is asking. No, 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 no. no. This is a total shitpost, in my opinion. Okay. So, I mean, that was literally just you to do what you wanted with it. (laughs) And uh, I agree. Um, 
that I know John Mayer feels sometimes that gravity does feel like it's working against him. And that's fair. But that's because he's taking a um, anthropocentric view of the world. But really, it's acting on everybody equally, except for those who have a bit more mass. And John, so you're calling him self-centered. I'm, I'm not only calling him self-centered. I'm calling him unjustified because he's a bit skinnier than most people. <laughs> Because, you know, us, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we could kill a bear, no problem, big deal. And, but he could maybe ki- kill a cub. Yeah. And so. We'll do both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want PETA to come after me or the, the you know, the PETA people, but the, but the bread, you can, you could chase me all you want, PETA bread. Um, but yeah, so, um, who is the best physicist ever? Your turn. Uh, Andrew Dotson, obviously. Huh? No, I'm not. <laughs> Speak to my research advisors. I'm sure they'll change your mind. Uh, dude, that that reminds me of the video I made where I was like ranking uh, physicists, oh. and at the beginning like, that tier list, and immediately I was like, "This is gonna piss people off if I do this." So let me take the diplomatic route and not do it based on like saying your scientific contribution meant more than this person's. So instead uh-huh. of doing that, I said, I'm just going to be doing it based on, like, who got me into physics, who got me excited, oh. and very subjective. And it was just who I found inspirational. And, of course, no one heard that. <laughs> like, I was like, how did you forget this person this year? It's like, you can't win. No, no, you can't. And so, and, and so who was your so, – so, so let's give you, you know, the fair limelight. You know, let's mm-hmm. – uh, who was the like in on that metric of saying that you know who got you into physics the most? Who was the one physicist? So the, I guess there's two iterations of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably like the surface level stuff that reeled me in would be like Neil deGrasse Tyson for sure. Oh, and Michio Kaku. Mm. And uh, but once I got in it, like the mm. the one who I I just love the guy it was a. Uh, Feynman, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's because, almost like, a cliche to love Feynman, but dude, I love I love Feynman. Yeah, I mean, in terms of what I feel like, like on that metric of what like drew you in, is I feel like Feynman like is is really really speaks to a lot of people because he does really kind of come across as like a super normal guy um, mm-hmm. who's maybe a bit wittier than you, but whatever. But like, still, yeah. I mean, he comes across as just a normal guy, and like, oh, like. The image of a physicist doesn't have to be X, Y, Z, you know? Um, and I feel like that's why a lot of people like him. I mean, obviously, I mean, yeah. That's so. what's what's cool about Feynman, man, is like people who are getting into physics love Feynman. Mm. But hardcore theoretical physicists love Feynman. Yeah, It's yeah. like there's no – you don't outgrow him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, how the hell did he come – you know, it's like – I mean, the, this whole path undergrowth formalism, things like that. I mean, like, there's actually fun, st- like, there's a fun story because, like, you know, it's one of those things that you like follow every step along the way, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, we we summed over all paths. Like, this is. <laughs> I'm just like, I remember in undergrad being baffled by why we use Hamiltonians and not Lagrangians mm. because when you do classical like yeah. I guess the first thing is always like Lagrangians are super important right right and then they introduce the Hamiltonian and then I remember like messing around being like what if I tried to use a Lagrangian operator how would mm. quantum fall that way and it, I got nowhere with it 
And I remember asking my physics professor, my quantum professor, like, well, like, has anyone tried that? And then, uh, yeah, that's how I got turned on to the path integral. So what was his answer about the Lagrangian? Is that like you need the path integral to to talk about Lagrangian? What what you do, you take uh, the time evolution operator, Mm -hmm. the E to the I Hamiltonian, and you sandwich it between the two states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you insert completeness a million times, <laughs> yes. and a Lagrangian falls out of it. That was the derivation that I saw too. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a beautiful thing because, like, you're like literally, where are you going? Like, it's not going to work, you know, this many times. You just keep going, you keep going, and then you get e to the i literal classical action. It's not like it's a Lagrangian yeah, operator. No operators. Yeah, that's what's amazing about it. Yeah, it's all crazy. the crazy. Yeah, my professor said it in a you know in a really cool way. It was that all the quantum is contained here in this integral over all paths. And if we can mm-hmm. make sense of that, we have solved basically all of quantum mechanics. But obviously, we, we haven't done that yet. But it's it's true, and it's it's such a remarkable thing. So yeah, Feynman, what? Uh, but apparently, Dirac said something along those lines, like in a footnote once. And like, there's a kind of a, a, a story where Feynman said, you know, I got this idea from you, Dirac. But this was like kind of when Dirac was like older and like they were at a conference. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's actually a famous picture of like them going like, Ugh. and apparently he wrote note that he wrote. He was like, I don't know why I said that. But like that was gave him the idea, huh. apparently. I remember uh, there, there being another story between those two where it was like Feynman talking about something bringing the first state to the next and Dirac just being like, is it unitary? <laughs> because the, it's the matrix that's doing that unitary and Feynman didn't know what it meant. So he said to Dirac, he said to Dirac, I'm going to finish the derivation and I'll let you decide if it's unitary. <laughs> that is such a sick response. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is it you? I'm just going to finish and you let me <laughs> That is so clever, man. Uh, um, okay, so we have somebody asking opinions on astronomy. Uh, mm-hmm. That's nothing really to be opinionated over. Do you mean astrology? <laughs> There's nothing really divisive there, I don't think, right? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, astronomy's cool. It's not what we do, though. Um, okay, here's one. Uh, had you not, would you have enjoyed the pursuit? Like some other kind of career option, you know. Mm. <laughs> I think I would have become a cover channel on YouTube, like a music cover channel. <laughs> oh yes, I love it. Remember how Perfect. popular those were, like six years ago? Yeah, man, I remember. I think I even made an attempt to do those once, but then YouTube deleted my account because I was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it. it I don't know why I think it's so funny, but the same guy who made the Beyblade comment said, uh, Beyblade, let it rip. <laughs> In response. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, uh, my answer, uh, yeah, uh, I probably would have been a lawyer. Like, I had my philosophy degree. I was, like, ready to go off, and the whole reason I didn't was because I didn't think I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. But, hey, yeah. I mean, you know, there's many possible worlds. Uh all equally real, of course. Um, uh, what are your opinions on thought? Yeah, let's spend like kind of like a minute on this on industry versus academia versus national labs. Uh, I think they're all totally cool. Just what you want to do. Oh, he's asking in terms of research, like what's doing the most groundbreaking research, maybe. 
I mean, it, it's hard to say. I mean, if you're if you're an experimentalist, and I'm, I might be talking out of my ass here, but if you're an experimentalist, there has to be some connection to a national lab, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's some things that you can do at the university. Like, there's scintillators aren't too – don't take up that much space. Like, you can <laughs> yeah. maybe do some, uh, like, time resolution stuff experimentally. But I think if you, a lot of this stuff has to be done – at a national lab if you're an experimentalist. Uh, what was kind of cool where I went for undergrad at ODU is a lot of the professors were pretty lucky in that they have joint appointments hmm. where... Joint half of appointment, their... man. <laughs> <laughs> where they just get lit. <laughs> Yo, dude, are you like, are you going to the joint appointment later? Or... <laughs> they have these joint appointments where their funding comes from both the university and a national lab. Yeah. So whatever the university pays them, the national lab matches it or vice versa. So they'll spend some of their time at Jefferson Lab and then the, some a smaller amount of time teaching classes. So that's like – to me, that's the ideal situation. Hmm. I think that would be cool. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm with you. Um, I think that like the whole thing about like academia and national labs is that – I mean – the thing is that academia has a lot of bullshit, has a lot of bureaucracy. There's a lot mm. of stuff that aren't being pursued because of it's not in quote-unquote vogue. And the, honestly, that's the only thing excluding certain ideas being pursued. <clears throat> I mean, you know, these people know things, around, but I mean, there is like a fair amount of dogma that's involved. Um, really, at the end of the day, industry is just whoever believes in an idea and who's willing to fund it, you'll do it. And I think there's something cool about that. But, you know, you have less freedom of what you can do. It's, you know, you have to be on board with this kind of idea. Uh, National Labs? I don't fucking know, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, mean, I I think that the National like national Labs are more or less kind of the same thing as academia in terms of research and what they're researching mm -hmm. towards. Okay, um, what's your favorite field of physics? Uh, well, particle physics. Yeah, I, I obviously love particle physics as well, nuclear physics. But outside of what I do, I've always loved general relativity. Oh. Perfect. I, I love, love it. it. Wow. Such a cool field. Yeah, no, general relativity is really, really beautiful. Um, we could go on. I, I need to have a general relativity expert on here so I can just get my mind warped like the space time around a black hole. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a cool one from Matt. What podcasts do you guys listen to? When I do, um, I, I mean, I love Joe Rogan. I think mm. everyone kind of does. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I mean, so I just found out relatively recently about these videos that you're making, and I've been watching those. And I, the Eigen Bros, man, I mean, I've, I know I've brought them up a couple times, but they're they're good, man. They keep me entertained. I don't know. They have a nice little dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Do you like, uh, so I think what has... Uh, what what both of those kind of have in common um, is that there's a sense of, especially with Joe Rogan, uh, like he's this super intellectually honest, just genuine person who's just curious. Um, and so are Iron Bros. Like they're willing to kind of just like talk about whatever, like aliens, UFOs, things like that. Uh, yeah. And, you know, who cares, you know, if it's you know not sexy this and that uh you know it's it, it, it's what's curious and they feel like they have good reason to talk about it um so 
I'm sure they must have asked you this on their podcast. What do you think about UFOs, aliens, things like that? Like, yeah, they did ask me. I didn't really have an answer. Oh, I just okay. I don't look into it, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, what I told them was the first word of it kind of gives it away for me. It's like we don't know what they are. It's un- unidentified. Sure. I mean, but they didn't like. Do I think we're alone? Yeah, no. I mean, like they didn't push and be like, "That's kind of a cop out, though," you know, like like saying like, "Oh, well, like just by definition, we don't know," like you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'll push a little uh, bit more here at Physics After Hours. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know either. Clearly, I mean, I, I don't think anybody knows. And you're right. Uh, but I mean, I think that there are some suspiciously high, you know, very, very reputable people saying things that who are not crazy. Who, you know, and I've not heard a good counter argument too. But I'm not saying they're everywhere. I'm not saying everybody is right. Everybody this and that. Uh, but I do think it's a bit odd and i'm just curious as a physicist yeah you brought up a couple things well you both did when you were on their podcast that i, I just had never even heard of before and i was like <laughs> that's not my realm i don't know anything yeah no fair enough fair enough um okay uh, oh what so joe joe john says dylan they're gonna start making memes of you like taylor swift hitler quotes since we don't know your political opinions. Oh, I see. So have you seen like, there's like one like where like people like literally will uh, put a Hitler quote, in, like a, like, like, you know, yeah. this beautiful thing, like Taylor Swift, like looks like she's saying it to the people, but like, it's like a completely innocent and like out of context quote. It's like, keep yeah. pushing, keep pushing or something, you know, <laughs> it's like, it'll be something super motivating or gung ho. And you're like, hell yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it was the bad egg. Oh, it's Das Juden. I could say that I'm Jewish. It's fine. Okay. Um, do you guys interact with people outside sciences? What? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, your real answer. <laughs> uh, I don't have too many. Like friends outside of science, but I don't have that many friends. I don't like people. <laughs> yeah, it's like when people tell me, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't have many friends. And they're like, you have like 40,000 friends on Twitter. I'm like, they're not friends. Most, like, half of them just tell me how I'm wrong all the time. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, there's no. I mean, it's not like you go out of your way and you're like, oh, you don't. Uh, right. you, you majored in communications? <laughs> Can't you get out of my face? <laughs> yeah no you don't uh i mean yeah i mean maybe some people do some people don't who knows um yeah uh communication majors how you doing in the house um okay so is it possible for a person to switch from qcd to string theory yes because qc well i guess maybe the other way around would be easier because string theory was developed to kind of you know as these yeah. flux tubes you know between these these guys but uh we, we we more or less kind of abandoned that idea so but yeah i definitely say qcd to string theory is a much easier transition than you know marketing to string theory <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's a cool topic i remember learning about that i think they had like say you had the two point particles and they connected them with the string yeah. but it was massless but you had a finite sized particle yeah 
so the energy had to come from it rotating at like the speed of light or yeah, something because if it's massless it has to be moving yeah. at the speed of light but it's finite size so it has to be rotating yeah that was a weird thing but it was I learned so about fascinating that. it was just so cool though like it was so oh, that's, edgy. that's reggie theory i think no, 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 I think what you were the oh the reggae trajectories or whatever I call them reggae trajectories. Re- yeah, whatever, it's, whatever it's called. <laughs> I, I don't, think they're related. You know, I I just like give up and like I always concede pronouncing it right, and I just say reggae like the music. So whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Fair enough, but yeah, we all agree that QCD flux tubes, all those things are like real trippy, and like it's a lot easier than yeah. Um. So definitely, super string theory is just Yang Mills and lower energy limit. Chill out, Jojon. Chill out. Uh, <laughs> um, can one switch fields going from PhD to postdoc? Well, that's not switching fields. It's like the next step. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, okay. So this is a Andrew appreciation uh, comment. It says, "Not a question, but I appreciate Andrew showing his journey, failures, and successes with grad school." This gave me inspiration to pursue studying physics in college. All love, brother. Oh, I appreciate that. That was a really nice comment. Perfect. It earned wow. a few uh, sound effects. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I didn't give it that one. Um, okay, so let's keep going here. Okay, so we're going to give like a five, ten minute warning here. Um, okay. I think it's about time for us to hit the hay soon. Um how would you do reactive oh this is a weird one how would you to react if cancel culture ever cancel cultured you uh and then his next follow-up question is where can i learn more about path rules <laughs> so but his first question is how would you do reactive cancel culture ever cancel canceled you well i guess be canceled so whatever keep doing what you're doing i mean if it's like if you were wrong, then yeah, I guess you apologize. But if you stick, if you think that you were right, you stick to your convictions. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't and think people will like you for a different reason. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, like, I think that cancel. I mean, I have not, like, I've never done anything or like said anything that I am so disagree, you know, in in, in disagreement with that I feel like I need to issue a public apology over or anything like that. Yeah, know? and so. You know, if Feynman got you into physics, Feynman got you into physics. So, and that's just a fact, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, so Kevin Anderson, Dylan, are you going to post integral challenges on Twitter? I think you used to, but I could be mistaken. Holy shit, you're right. That was like a, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, I should definitely get back into that, but people might unfollow me, but whatever. I'm on YouTube now. That's cool. That brings um, up the next one from Pretty Much Physics, where he says, "Would you rather fight one yen-sized electron or 100 <laughs> electron-sized yenses?" Whoa. Uh, uh, would I rather fight one electron-sized yens? Oh, what was it? Uh, oh, Pretty Much yeah, Physics. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find that question. He says, uh, "Oh no, yeah." Oh, here we go. Uh, who would you rather fight? One yen size, that's Papa Flamey, electron. Oh, or 100 electron size yenses. I definitely say 100 electron size yenses. Oh, see, I'm thinking the other one. Really? Because I'm like, 
Uh, one yen. I mean, that electron will like. I feel like just rip everything in your body apart. But I mean, if you it think keeps, so, because but if it keeps the same amount of charge, no. But that, right. Yeah. No, you got a good point there. Because then it's subject to so much Compton scattering, it doesn't have a chance. <laughs> I mean, I think what we're both getting at is that neither one seems threatening, actually, at the end of the day. <laughs> so bring them on, all 100 yeah. electron-sized yenzes. And that's a fun question, though. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, and that is pretty much physics. You stuck to your name. That's for sure. <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, what got me into fit- physics was Harrison Wells from The Flash. Uh, JK. Damn it. See, you shouldn't put JK at the end of stuff like that. Because like then like I know it's a joke. And like, yeah, it's funny, but you know, I, I got a podcast to run here. So give me a break. Okay. Um <laughs> Katrik asks, are they taking questions here? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Sorry. <laughs> uh yeah, okay, so that's a cancel culture question. So, um, what is your opinion about philosophy? Do you think it's dead? No, I don't think it's dead. I think it's super important. Andrew Dotson thinks it's dead. You could see it in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, for a second I was going to say philosophy's dead and we've killed it to make a little a little wink and nod. <laughs> to the... <laughs> but then I was like, oh, no, that's about Perfect. that's about killing God. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Right, wasn't that was that Nietzsche? Yeah, that was, yeah. Well he didn't say I, I killed God, he said God is dead. But it was actually like right. supposed to be a bad thing, like in his thing is that God is a dead part of sorry, but anyways, God is I'm surprised like nobody's ever asked me about God. I guess they just assume I'm an atheist or something. Um <laughs> So uh let's see. I, uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna I mean do you wanna The same as everyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is cool. Uh, what's your one go-to playlist to, st- to study and relax? I don't l- listen to stuff when I study, but relaxing. I like Frank Ocean. Oh, I love Frank Ocean. What's your favorite album? Uh, Blonde. Mm, Blonded, really whatever it's called. One. Yeah, yeah, Blonde. The one yeah. that has self-control on it. Oh, my God. <sighs> that's a good he's, one. he's so talented, man. He is so talented. Um, do you like uh, Solo? Give me a oh my I'm god, dirty yeah. dancing by myself. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god. That's it. Going up tabs. That asset for me a circle. Watch my jacket. <laughs> my lose my jacket. And hit a uh, solo. So Gold Goldbrum, what two thirty five says Andrew Dino Farhan at NMSU. Yeah, I do. He's uh really good friends with uh we're, we're friends and he's really good friends with my girlfriend. They're like office mates. So oh, wow. I'll tell him you said hi. Farhan. If he knows what your username is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe put that at the end. Say, uh, so Anthony Gaston says, "I like to think we're friends on Mister Nomer." Yeah, I mean, we are friends, Anthony. I'm friends with you on my main. Get out of here. Okay. Um, <laughs> why is this question so funny? What's worth more, a German yens or a Chinese yen? So is is one yen's worth more or less than one unit of currency in China? Is, is the question? Okay, I guess I guess this answer is pretty tri- trivial. Yeah, the yen, the 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 yen. Yeah, I mean, just by the clothes he's wearing, I'd imagine. <laughs> Wait, China's not yen's or yen. That's no, Japan. I'm sorry. Oh, are you sure? Yen is Japan. Oh, yeah. I should have. Oh, did I say that or did you? No, no, you said it. But uh, I can edit that out. 
I disagree with no, you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think we clarified it fast enough. It's worth one bleep. <laughs> one unit. <laughs> one because you call it a Chinese unit, they'll be like one Chinese unit. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so uh, do you think? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I think any in any sense, like in any like this is my answer. Is that could you in some sense conjure up some definition that maybe could be called free will? I don't know. But whatever you think free will is, I don't think it exists. Whatever humans think free will is, that thing that we feel like is free will, that's been demonstrated hmm. experiment, experiment. I mean, like in the 70s or 80s, Benjamin Liebet experiment showed that they could predict before, like I think it was like 30, full 30 seconds. Uh, I'm not sorry. It was like a, not 30 seconds. Sorry, it was one, it was like a half a second to, uh, may have been 30 seconds actually, but whatever. It was quite significant. Um, about which button they were going to push before they reported that they made the choice to do it. Uh, and that was just kind of the beginning to, of that. And it just kind of goes to show you this whole kind of weird, like, I mean, there's just so much ambiguity of like, once you start to quantify free will, like in any reasonable sense to ask if it exists or not, um, the, the entire existent or ill-defined, so... I think my camera is about to die. I can put a new battery in it, just so that you know, but this is about to die. Yeah, no, let's go ahead and uh, call it quits. I kept you very, very long. So thank you all again, man. So this was so much fun. We had the triple dot dots in here. Mistus, take your curl. Uh, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yes, uh, this has been such a great time. Um, and so if you enjoyed this installment of physics after hours, please give us a thumbs up, give us a subscribe. And I am, I imagine everybody who's here knows about Andrew Dotson's channel, but if, uh, if you don't, I don't know where you've been, but go ahead give him a thumbs up on any of his videos and also subscribe. Um, do you have a Patreon? Yeah, I do. I actually just made one like a week or so ago. Okay. And so I if think you it's just Patreon slash my name. Perfect. So if you have a dollar in your pocket, go to his Patreon slash his name, Patreon slash my name. And uh, this has been an absolute awesome time. Uh, Kick your feet up. Remember to stay happy for at least an hour and to stay inertial.